0: So, what does it mean to be a cyclical being? Is that a new term for you? It is for many of us. So, what does it actually mean to be a cyclical being? It means that you don't feel the same every day. It means your energy level and the skills and tasks that your brain is wired for and that your body is wired for change. Usually, on a day to day basis, sometimes you'll feel tired. Other times you'll feel clear headed and full of energy. Welcome to this episode of the Reproductive Rebel podcast. In this week's episode, we take a deeper dive into what it means to be a cyclical being
1: and how that can actually be a superpower if you know how to harness it. Hi. I'm Adrienne Irizari. I'm an Eastern medicine practitioner who is passionate about women's health and helping women live their best lives. My goal is to put you in the driver's seat of your menstrual health, offering period solutions for a symptom-free life. Statements made in this program are for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitution for medical consultation or advice. We do not claim to diagnose, treat, or cure any diseases. This podcast is inclusive and welcomes all gender identities. The focus of the program is on biological function and we will use the term women throughout, but it is referencing physiological and social challenges for biology, not identity. Come as you are, I am happy you're here and welcome all performances of identity. I hope you find something helpful in this show.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Reproductive Rebel. I have been talking over the course of the last few weeks about the actual biology behind how your body works. So all of the phases of your cycle, menstrual, follicular, ovulation, and luteal, what they all mean what's going on in your system. So if you haven't caught any of the episodes for the last few weeks, I highly suggest you go back to the basics of the body and work your way through because we go into a deeper dive about all of these topics because it all leads up to what does it mean to be a cyclical being? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So, what does it mean to be a cyclical being? It means that your body has different energy changes all throughout the month. So, just like outside of our window, we have four seasons in nature, inside of our bodies as women, we have four seasons or four phases. So, in our menstrual phase, It's like the season of winter. So in the wintertime, we naturally want to pull inward more. We want to be quiet. We feel a little more introverted. We don't feel as social. We want to sleep more, right? All of these kinds of things, if you think about how you feel during menstruation, you feel a little less open to being touched generally you want to sleep more you feel more tired the pace at which you go through life slows down that is a normal expression of your menstrual phase so then we move into the spring right think about the spring you have the bursting forth of leaves and you know crocuses pushing up through the ground and you know everything starts to flower and bud There is this movement, this energy, this beginning kind of feeling to it. And as you go through the spring, things start to flower and flourish more and more and more as you get closer to summertime. That is the energy inside of your body during the follicular phase. Because like we covered before, during the follicular phase, you are literally ripening the endometrial lining and the development of the follicle that's going to be released at ovulation ovulation is like the middle of the summer so it's that bright you know long days lots of heat everybody you know is going places and doing things and you know you're starting to harvest from your plant everything is in full bloom and full energy that is the energy of ovulation This is where you feel like being more extroverted. You want to network, be social, do the things, right? And then autumn is voluteal phase. So, you know, we start to slow down, pull inward. The last of the fruiting of our plants comes to a close throughout the fall. And we start slowly turning inward in preparation for the winter season. So just like the way that you feel moving through the four seasons outside our window is the same way that we should be moving through the four seasons inside of our bodies. Each of our cycle phases gives us gifts. So you know your brain is more wired for being social, networking, extroverted types of tasks. Right around ovulation, your body is more wired for planning types of tasks during the luteal phase. So each of these phases gives us gifts, which is really important to keep in mind. Be focused on our period, and if our period is crap, or if our period was not too rough on us that month. And then we go about the rest of our month as if we are a dude, right? Where our hormones, you know, men experience our hormones in a 24-hour cadence. We experience ours in 28 to 30 days. So, you know, our work flow, our work pattern, our energy for work, the types of tasks that our brains are wired for all of these things, they change throughout the course of the month. We're not more static. Like, I'm not saying men are static, but what I am saying is that they don't have the elongated dynamic experience with their hormone cadence the way that women do. So it isn't just menstruation and then you go back to normal, right? What is normal? So because we don't talk about Our menstrual cycles and the phases of our cycle, and the fact that our energy levels and the way that our brains work change all the way through these cycles, we don't really acknowledge in general that we are cyclical beings. I'm slowly starting to see more and more out there about it. Like I see, Kate Northrup has talked about it. She talks about it in her book, Do Less. She talks about it in her work. I've seen classes being offered by some people about like cyclical living. I did an episode last season with Rock Hancock, and we talked about exercising in the different phases. But in general, we don't acknowledge that we are cyclical beings. And that's actually where a lot of menstrual dysfunction stems from, because we can't stay in that spring and summer energy all month long. We just can't. Our bodies don't have the energy for it. They don't have the capacity for it. We're literally not wired for it. So when we work against these phases, it's kind of like trying to swim upstream against the current, right? You swim upstream and you get tired because you're paddling and moving your arms and you feel like you're not going anywhere or if, you know, you've ever been in a kayak and you're trying to kayak against the current because you're trying to get back to your destination, Like you get really tired because you're trying to paddle in the opposite direction of where everything is flowing. And for the vast majority of women, that's what we do all month long. We try to paddle against the tide or the current, or whatever we want to use for a metaphor here. Like, we keep trying to paddle against it, and it just doesn't fucking work. It doesn't work because we get tired. And when we get tired and we expend all that chi not working with the natural gifts that our cycle gives us, we get tired. And as we get tired and we don't refill that cup because, again, we really don't do a very good job at refilling our cup in general as a culture, right? So we become more and more depleted. And as we become more depleted, we start having more symptoms show up. And then usually by the time people walk through the door of my practice, they're like, I have been suffering for fill in the blank number of years. And this is horrific. And they're now telling me I'm a hysterectomy because my period bleeds all the time. And like, no, 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 no. People, if you learn to care for your body the way that it shows up every month because you're a cyclical being, you are going to find you can do four times as much with a hell of a lot more ease, less illness, because you're not constantly challenging your resources. So during menstruation, keep yourself warm, slow your pace of life down. So I did an episode at the end of last season in December where we were talking about slowing down and the stillness and the importance of stillness in the wintertime for our kidney health. Those principles totally apply when we're looking at the menstrual phase. Keep yourself warm. Rest a little more. Nice, easy to digest food. Little tiny changes like that to the way that you're moving through the world is going to make a total difference in the way that your period shows up. How many cramps you have. How strong you feel when you come out the other end. All of those things really do matter, and they do add up. Then as you're coming, you know, please, 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 okay? This is another beef of mine, and and I'm raising awareness about this not to be critical, but because people don't know what they don't know, right? So because our hormones change throughout the entire month, sometimes we're more susceptible to injury. Sometimes we're more wired. For more rigorous activities. So this change in our hormone pattern dictates what we're capable of physically in terms of exercise and the demands on our system. So when I go into fitness forums on Facebook and other places and I see women in there going, you know, help prop me up ladies because I'm super tired today, but I know that I need to go to the gym. Because they're trying to exercise in a fixed pattern, like they're a dude. And you have a whole bunch of people chiming in with their well wishes and girl, you got this, and all of that, which I think that is a beautiful thing. Community and the support and sisterhood around supporting other women, I think, is super valuable and incredibly important. But I'm always that jerk that writes a note in there and goes but what day of your cycle are you on and nine times out of ten they're on like day three or day four you are still in the middle of your bleed this is why you're tired you're tired because your body's already doing a big process girl relax Give yourself a few days and then try to go back and do it. And I bet you anything, you're going to do just fine. You're going to feel just fine. You're not going to feel like a wrung out dish rag that you're exhausted and you don't have the energy to do it. You don't have the energy because that's not what your body is wired to do at that time. So you can move. I'm not saying be a couch potato either because gentle movement, mindful movement during your period is very important because it helps to keep your circulation moving. And for some women, that actually helps to mitigate pain. For others, it's heat. But for, you know, a lot of women, that mindful movement, it could be yin yoga, it could be qigong, you could stand on a vibration plate, You could do a little bit of bouncing on a rebounder as long as you don't have any prolapse signs or know that you have prolapse. There's a whole bunch of things that you can do that are gentle. You can go outside for a walk. And I'm not talking a power walk. I'm talking like gentle walk, right? You can do all of those things during your period. So you're still working towards your fitness goals. You don't have to couch potato it. but Your body isn't wired with the right hormone pattern to be trying to do 280-pound deadlifts when you're bleeding. You're just not built for that. It doesn't mean you can't do it. What I am saying is that when you have a rise of testosterone and you have the right hormone configuration, which is going to be closer to ovulation, Go ahead. That's where you're going to set your personal record, girl. Because you're built for more rigorous activity at that point. You're not going to get hurt. When you're trying to do super heavy lifting when you're in that progesterone-driven phase and your luteal phase, you are more susceptible to injury. So, I'm an advocate like and I'm using weight training as like the container to explain this all in, but You know, your body needs movement all month long, but that movement changes just like the seasons outside the window. Your energy level changes because your hormones change. So, that deep dive that we've done over the last few weeks, looking at the phases of the cycle and how the cycle shows up and what your body is biochemically doing during these different phases. Now that you have that foundational understanding, you can then practically apply it in your life and look at menstruation as a time for rest. You know, you're only looking at four or five days of bleed and it will stop when it's supposed to if you're not pushing too hard. You're rebuilding your blood that you've lost. And providing the tools for your body to work towards ovulation in the remainder of your follicular phase. But you're going to have more energy. You slowly start to feel like you're coming out of your shell with the rise of your FSH levels, and you want to be more social. You want to go out. You want to do things. And With that comes increased activity level, right? You're still not deadlifting on day 10 of your cycle, but I mean, maybe you're deadlifting, but you're not personal record deadlifting. Like you're lifting for weight training. That muscle tug on bone is very helpful, particularly for women who are over 35. Weight training two or three days a week is awesome for you, but you calculate your weight Based on where you are in your cycle. So, like, I lift all cycle long. I lift three days a week, but my weights are lighter when I'm in the middle part of that follicular phase. When I'm getting closer to ovulation, I max that shit out and I see how hard I can go, how heavy I can go, right? I get a really good, Stretch about a week because into the early luteal phase, I'm feeling pretty good in terms of heavy weights too. And then as the luteal phase progresses, I start to back the weight down. I'm still weight training. I'm still working towards my goals. I've lost tens of inches off my body. So it works. It's just not that Amazon Prime kind of quick fix that so many people are looking for. So be mindful with your movement in terms of where you are in your cycle. Be mindful with your activity level. You know, you're going to be able to multitask like a boss and get four times the amount of stuff done between like day 12 and day 21 of your cycle. You're going to be able to do a ton of things. And right around ovulation, which on average for most people is in that 13 to 16 day range, right, that's where you're going to be able to do the most in terms of the physical demands, mental demands, emotional demands. You know, if you tend to get overstimulated with little kids birthday parties, it's not going to feel quite as awful to you around ovulation. But if you're trying to do it during, you know, if you're a highly sensitive person or an empath or you just get really overstimulated with sounds and the environment during your period, it's going to feel like next level torture. And a lot of it just has to do with the energy, your chi, your resources in your body and how they ebb and flow through the entire month. So menstruation is rest, follicular phase you ramp up ovulation is like the full moon and it's bright and you're vibrant and you can do all the things that you want to do and then I feel really good in my early luteal phase my brain is very clear I feel like it just clicks along the tracks and I can do a lot of things but it's all like planning and organizing and those types of tasks because then as I get closer to menstruation I can feel my energy level start to drop. I start to pull inward more. I feel a little more introverted. And then by the time I get to menstruation, I just want to live in a cave by myself. And I know that this is the experience for a lot of women. So, you know, hold space for yourself because that's what being a cyclical being is. And I hear a lot of women Shit talk themselves about, well, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Oh, those dishes are still in the sink. I need to do this. You know, we have this long list of family activities and all of this planning and this and that and the other thing, right? We do a lot of invisible work as women. And this is why periods in like January are some of the worst of the whole year because. So much of the magic of the holiday season falls to the invisible work that women do in our family units. Between Thanksgiving and all of the holidays, no matter what your religious background is in December. And the thing is, is our natural energy, right? You're talking about winter, the energy of menstruation. You've got all of this busy shit that is stuffed into a season that people just want to rest. They don't want to be running around and planning and cooking and all these things. Right. And I know that brings joy to some people, but you're also fighting your body's natural desire to the days are getting shorter. We want to sleep more. Right. So. I see a lot of people who have period problems in January, And it's because of this demand on the system from November and December. So if we start to work with our cycle and don't browbeat ourselves with that little internal critic that tends to talk a lot of crap, telling us, oh, well, you should be doing this. You know, you're being lazy. Get off your butt. You need to clean this thing or do this thing or run these kids to this place or whatever it is. You know, we often hold a lot of shame over stillness and slowing down and creating space and slowing our pace. But let's start to normalize that. Because if we talk about it like that in certain concrete terms in our microcosms, so in our Family units, our immediate family, extended family, right? So, our sphere of influence. If we start talking about it in that way, in our sphere of influence, it will have a ripple effect. My kids know that they need to bring their laundry down to the laundry room. If there is a stitch of clothing that needs to be washed before my period, they know mom's moon time is coming. I'm going to be, I have to get my clothes down to the laundry room or I'm going to be naked, right? So if we start thinking about it in that way, get stuff done ahead, meal prep ahead, get your laundry done ahead, like those types of things, little ways that you can create space for yourself so that you can rest when you need to rest. You're going to find that your liver chi is not going to be so stagnant. You're going to have less pain problems. The flow is going to be better. The faucet's going to turn off when it's supposed to. And if you're honoring the fact that you have these changes in your energy level, in the skills that your body is wired for all throughout the month, that you're not going to have as much trouble with PMS because you're going to have the energy for it. You're also going to know that you need to manage your stress more in the luteal phase because you're more sensitive to how stress shows up in your body, hence why we get PMS. So learning to work with the gifts of all of these phases is critically important in terms of dealing with your menstrual issues. So I'm going to recommend to you to check out Body Basics. So we did a high level overview in these podcast episodes of what's going on in each of the phases of your cycle. But start with body basics. It's going to give you a little bit of a deeper dive into the nuts and bolts of what's going on in your system. Then go check out Not Your Mama's Menstrual Course because that does a deeper dive into the energetics. Of your cycle and how your body changes throughout the month, the gifts that you have, the areas where you should be more mindful in each of these four phases, so that you are empowered to be the driver of your bus. And then you can make some of these subtle lifestyle changes. And I promise you, starting to work with the gifts that our cycle gives us totally changes how we feel, our energy level, our resilience for stress, the way our immune system functions, and more. So check out Body Basics, then go check out Not Your Mama's Menstrual Course, and join us in the free Facebook group. Let us know about how those courses are changing things for you what did your period do i want to hear all of that stuff because i'm really excited that how these little lifestyle tools can be total game changers in your experience
1: thank you for joining me for another episode of reproductive rebel reproductive rebel is recorded by certified peristeam hydrotherapist herbalist sound healer and chinese nutritional therapist Adrian Irizari of Moon Essence LLC. If you are interested in setting up an appointment with Adrian for one-on-one support, ordering from our store or checking out our course offerings, visit our website at moonessence.life. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get insider information on upcoming events and offerings. Join the conversation. Like us and follow Moon Essence Me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Your voices make this program possible. Thank you all for your continued support.